So I lost my relationships. I left my job. I, I was addicted to, <laughs> to medications. Um, and then I had to go through the whole withdrawal process oh of that. Oh <laughs> yeah. So I was. So it must have been fun. It was a great right? time. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially when I got high blood pressure. I was like, <laughs> woo, let's go. <laughs> Adulthood. Adulthood. But it mm. shouldn't be this way. No, it should have. It should not be this way. So, welcome to another episode of Bedoon Sukkar. Today, I have a very good friend. I want to laugh. <laughs> she makes me laugh. Uh, Lola, hi. Hi, Razan. How are you? I'm good, Razan. Much better, <laughs> alhamdulillah. I'm glad. It's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so we're going to go into it. Yeah. Tell us your story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here today? <laughs> I guess uh, we're going to be talking about burnout and uh, the burnout that i experienced it's a fun uh, topic fun topic mm-hmm. good times good times yeah <laughs> um so maybe a little bit of background i used to work for a i'm not going to say the name of the company obviously but let's just say uh, it's in the aviation industry and i i worked for them for seven years and uh it was going really well <laughs> for a while <laughs> Sorry, Until yes. I had a nervous breakdown. Wow. At the end. Okay, uh, it's not a laughing matter. <laughs> it's not, it's not. By the way, this nervous laughter is also a trauma response. Oh. Okay, guys, this episode is sponsored by Trauma, trauma. Response. <laughs> I loved my job. I loved doing what I did. It was challenging. It was new to me. Um, it was exciting. There's a lot of travel. There was a lot of, um, you know, living abroad and, and uh, being on assignments. I was very, uh, you know, motivated. I joined them as a trainee uh, to be trained in an area of the airline, which is in airport operations. And so the job was for them to train me in managing ground operations, basically the entire process of an aircraft arrival, getting it prepped, checking its maintenance, you know, doing... um, all the all the stuff until it's ready for departure. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh my god, I loved it so much. It was so exciting. Um, yeah, just so much uh, groundwork and uh, liaisons and you know meeting passengers. Each story was it was more interesting than the other. Yeah, I loved my job. And uh, so I so the company had sent me overseas to do assignments and train at different kinds of airports. So I can get a, you know, a good view of mm. how each country works, uh, what their aviation uh, requirements are and rules are. And so I did a year in Brussels, I did a year in Amsterdam, and I did five years in Melbourne, Australia. Loved the job, as I said. Uh, every day was more interesting than the next. But eventually, um, I started to hate the job. How long were you there for? I was there for seven years. And so I got this opportunity with this... Company? Av- with this aviation company. <laughs> <laughs> they said, are you Emirati? Would you like to travel? 
do you have check, yeah, check. check do you check. have like a love for you know re- international uh, representation i was like yeah 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 and uh, yeah and they hired me right there on the spot when i went for my interview and i was like yalla let's do it mm. and when did you start hating it <laughs> i would i don't want to say early on <laughs> Because I love from day one. <laughs> from day one, uh, no, no. I started hating it when I realized that there was a toll being taken on me physically and emotionally and psychologically because of corporate culture, because of the toxicity of the corporate culture. So it wasn't anymore about me going to do my job every day, which I love doing. It was the battle that I had to put up on a daily basis, dealing with. you know certain characters yeah. and certain characteristics of characters and you know it's just politics po- politics i don't understand why we have politics in the office i mean it sounds very stupid i know it's universal i don't get it because i work in corp as well and i think it's just a representation of uh, us as uh, you know a representation of uh, humanity it's love for power greed um Yeah, it sounds simple. Sounds simple, but, but just, yeah. Yeah, it, it makes the day-to-day just terrible. It really does. It really does. Because you're no longer, you know, you don't no longer have the space to do your job. Yeah. You're also having to put up with, like, let's say even raising certain people or babying or yeah. pacifying certain people. And, yeah, it takes a toll on you. It's like, I'm ju- I just want to do my job. Yeah. You know, I just want to do it as the best that I can and go home. But then, yeah, you know, I guess, I, I suppose you know what that could yeah. be like. How could that happen? So what was the turning point or the breaking point? So here's the thing with me. You know, you know I'm a Marathi. And I realized that me as a person is a political statement. I wasn't reared traditionally, mm. meaning I don't wear shayla and abaya. I use English more than Arabic. I lead a completely non-traditional lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, being in a, in a corporation like that, I found myself constantly in between two worlds. The foreigners, the expats, the foreigner, foreign ma- managers couldn't really stomach me because I was being trained essentially in, an, in a role um, that could potentially be taking their place. Um, so and then they would see me as privileged in that sense and I was privileged it was known that I was being paid more than they were that I mm. had less experience than they than they had um, and I always tried to make it like I'm not here to take anyone's job I'm yeah. just here to train so that I have my own because I will have my own role later on yeah. and it's an airline and we have tons of you know tons of opportunities but then so I was stuck in that place of not being stomached by by mm. that uh, that slice and then I was also not being stomached by my own people yeah because they couldn't they couldn't fathom me mm. you know they, I wasn't easily ma- yani, you know I'm a strong woman and I am outspoken and I say my thoughts and um, I have my opinions and I have my perspective and I have my experience yeah. as well 
And uh, that doesn't really go down well sometimes. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't really <laughs> go down. No, no, no. no. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Minor detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't go down very well. So, because I'm not that, emo- you know, I think the people that I worked with in that industry perhaps were looking for, you know, a, d- a petite, demure, cute, ketkuta type of uh, <laughs> type of girl that they can groom. Mm. Uh, to become the, the the lady representative that they are looking for. Yeah, non-threatening. Non-threatening mm. lady representative yeah. that they're looking for uh, to represent their airline. And here I am, you know, freaking, you know, Ommi Masreya about Skindereya, you know, like, Yeah, I see me, you know? Yeah, taking no bullshit from anyone. Taking no bullshit yeah. from anyone. And, you know, having the audacity, just having the audacity to say no to things or say, I don't agree or things like that. So I was in between those two worlds, really. And it was such a struggle to have to appease these guys and have to appease these guys. And I remember a manager of mine once told me, because I was was really struggling, I was suffocating from the politics. And he's like, Lubna, know the politics, but don't be a politician. It's hard not to engage. I was like, what? It's hard not to engage. And and people keep telling me, it's just, a, just business, don't t- take it personally. But I spend, spend eight hours of my day, minimum. And if I'm not spending it there, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It is going to be part of my personal life. It's going to be, it's, it is personal in a way. It shouldn't be, but it is. It is, of course. It's you live and breathe it. Yeah. You spend more time probably at the office doing your job than, exactly. than you are at home. Yeah. And like and you said. in Dubai specifically, um, you are what you do. In a way, that's yeah. the first thing you say or whatever it is, because you don't have, especially if you're an expat, you don't have the background, you don't have the heritage, you don't have all of these things. What could define you in any, on any other country? Yeah. It's part of who you are, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do now? So now, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I make candles. <laughs> so how did you leave such a big, high paying, also prestigious job? Yeah. <clears throat> and moved to making candles from your no, home from my home i mean it's it wasn't something it's not the it's not the it's not a thing that i dreamed about doing it just sort of fell into my lap um i got a candle kit as a christmas present mm. i asked for it oh, okay and uh it's not the universe telling you something <laughs> no no i asked for it just because yeah. i thought it was cute and uh, yeah so i started doing it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so zen and so beautiful. I can totally see me doing this for a while. Mm. Um, and it was lockdown and, you know, it was, uh, uh, Corona happened. So I spent a lot of time. This was pretty home. recent. I thought it was more than that. No, no. It's, oh, wow. uh, it's, I would say probably I started selling four months ago in April, 2021. Oh, wow. And you're always sold out. And I'm always sold out. Oh, a good problem to have. It's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Just running out all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so that's that. How did you make that decision to finally leave? Because I know leaving is always hard. Well, my body forced me to. What because I, I, I think that the lead up a month into the lead up of actually me leaving, I just could not bear to get out of bed anymore. Mm. I could not bear drive to work going to work <laughs> i think we were talking about this like it was so tense yeah. in that in that office and it's just because i've reached breaking point it was so tense that i was reading quran on myself 
like reading Quran into the water that I will be drinking that day, putting up an ayah onto the on my on my desk, uh, whatever you can imagine, yeah. you know, just to protect me from the intense energy, the negative energy that drained me every single day of having to deal with mentalities. And then one day, I think the prob- there was an issue in the office where a bottle of honey went missing. Like personal use? No, no, just a, a bottle of honey that a passenger had to okay, leave yeah. behind. Yeah. You know, and it went missing. We're like a lot in the office and it went missing and stuff like that happens quite a bit. And people start to, you know, that's how toxic that culture yeah. was, that it is automatically has to be someone else. Okay. And then there was kind of like this idea that it might have been me. Mm. Was Anna. it you? <laughs> Look, I, it's been two years now. Bidun sukkar. It was me. Bidun sukkar, mama, infash. So, yeah, so that happened and I could not even respond to it because I'd have to respond with a report. Yeah. I could not respond to it. So I literally stood up from my seat. I put on my trench coat. I put on my scarf packed my laptop into my bag, got, got my keys, mm. and I looked around, and I'm like, thank you very much. I'm going to leave now. My boss was like, I'm like, I'm just going to go. And I left, and I never went back again. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did they take it? Well, they emailed me a lot. Okay. <laughs> they they tried. Me. Yeah, they emailed me a lot, didn't respond. So Text you literally ghosted them? I ghosted them. For a week. Uh, okay, fine. Because I'm against ghosting. I was no. like, that's not fair. But okay, for uh, a week I ghosted fine. them for a week because okay. I literally just could Couldn't. not. Yeah, I could yeah. not. I could not look at my laptop. I didn't want to look at my phone. Nothing. And I had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. I went home and I had a massive nervous breakdown. I cried for days. Could not get out of bed. I was on medication. Like, I upped my medication like hell. You know, I was on benzos. So, I don't know if you know about benzos. You know, it's a lot of Valium. And I just wanted to be... I was just comatose. Yeah. Um, and eventually I knew I had to respond somehow. Mm. Uh, so I went to a doctor and I told my doctor what had happened. She's like, you're, you're totally having a breakdown right now. It's not healthy. I'm going to write you off. Okay. Yeah. So she wrote me off a week and then a week turned into two weeks and two. And and the country that I was living in, which is Australia, we actually have, um, personal, what are they called? Personal days or mental health days? They've got mental health Mm. days. But they've also got a type of leave called stress leave, which mm. I appreciate so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. We should have that. We should. Sadly. No, wait. That's part of the problem. We shouldn't need that. No, we shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Because recently, um, with the pandemic and everything, there's been a lot of self-care and topics about how do you cure um, burnout. Mm. But my take on it, or I've been reading also a lot about it, as in, it's not my problem alone. Don't put it as something I need to solve. It's a systematic problem. And I don't know when or ever, if ever, we're going to fix it. So I appreciate them having, that's a, that's a solution to a symptom, but that's a symptom, no? 100%. It's a solution to a symptom. Managers are supposed, leaders, I'm not yeah. going to say managers, but yeah. leaders are supposed to be the ones to ensure or try to create healthy yeah. work environments yeah. and notice when things like that, where their employees are not well. Um, but yeah, stress leave, uh, which is a thing that is separate from yes. sick leave. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. it should be. Yeah, yeah. So I was on stress leave a lot that year. In fact, I think I spent about 
six months on st- on stress leave, um, and they kept trying to get me back and mm. try to you know appease, and I was just not having it. Mm. And then I eventually actually decided to go down a legal route because what I wanted at the time, uh, because I was based abroad, mm. I wanted at least minimum for them to reimburse me for my doctor's bills because okay. I was going to see a therapist at yes. that time. Yeah. But my insurance wasn't imburse- reimbursing me for that. Yeah. Which is another topic. It's a joke. Which is another topic. It's a joke. Like we have some companies have it here. And one of my companies I had, I moved around a lot. I had um, a reimbursement or coverage of, how much was it? Sorry, it's a joke. 700 dirhams. For one session. That's even, that some, some places it's not even a session. Oh. In Dubai. Because the minimum, minimum spend, let's say, or it, minimum doctor is going to be anything between 500 to a thousand. Yes, that's right. So what am I going to do with one session? It's a, again, it's a joke. You're just telling me you're you're uh, inclusive and mental health, but no. And yeah. I think, yeah, and that's only one company company that I had that uh, coverage, but it's not wow, even there. Wow, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, this is the most. I think this is the most important thing that uh, insurance companies and companies in general need to yeah. offer as a yeah. as a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did they reimburse you? Sorry. Yeah. So they were so they were giving me hell about that mm-hmm. reimbursement. And yeah. that's when I decided, I was like, right, really? Like, I've just been off for six months and this is no joke. Yeah. And I'm an Emirati on an, in an international assignment abroad, away from my family, yeah. away from my friends, my, my support system. Yeah. The only thing I have is a doctor. And this is the minimum that I would, you know, this is the only way, route I can go. Yeah. You don't want to reimburse me for that? I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, and that's when I had to go legal, and uh, it wasn't a personal. It wasn't personal. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It wasn't personal, but um, yeah, yeah, and I got reimbursed. Okay, good. Yeah, mm. but that added a shit ton uh, of extra stress, stress on yeah. me. God. But I thought at the time because that should that would have taken a lot of time as well and money. Uh, Actually, no. They, in Australia, they have okay. this really great system mm. of if you do go down any kind yeah. of legal route, they have a system called no win, no fee. Oh, nice. So if you don't win, you don't pay. I like that. So, yeah. So having to go down a legal route yeah. because of burnout added even more burnout. And as a result, I lost my long-term relationship. My partner left. Uh, but why would they leave? That's another story. Okay, another podcast. More <laughs> no, content. but because of the intensity of the okay. of the so the impact sort of, on you, the impact on me, okay. and the impact on the relationship. Of course, because yeah. we spent a year um, with a lawyer. Oh God, yeah. And eventually, it just got to a point where yeah, halas. Yeah, I think if you're unhappy at work, uh, again, we spend a lot of time in it. It seeps into everything else. That's my take on it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, your your mental health, your your physical health, your emotional life, your family. It affects your family, your friends. Yeah. Your, you know, when you're a stressed out person, your friends yeah. probably hate you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. No, I I felt so this year I took on more role because um, I my manager and some and my colleague. Both went on maternity. Thank you, ladies. Oh, lovely. At uh, the same time. Oh, wow. And someone else quit in my team. Oh. So I was covering for three and me. And even with before knowing that I have to do that, it was already building up because I knew the amount of crap that I would have to deal with and the, the politics and everything. 
So I was pre-stressing the stress that I will be in. Yeah, right. And it's, it, this, is, this has been one of the hardest years in, in my work. It just... Yeah. And then on top of that... Uh... I felt I was getting toxic. And I, I was being that angry person at work. And I'm a very expressive person with my emotions and anger. Yeah. And I apologized to my team. And I'm, I said, I'm sorry for being toxic. I know I'm being toxic, but I couldn't That's keep it That's amazing in. that you would even notice and say that. How, what a, I would appreciate someone. But I won't remove the impact. I felt awful. Sure. I, don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah. Yeah, you feel awful, of course, to behave, behave in certain yeah. ways. But still, I would say, good on you Thank for... You. For at least owning up to it. Imagine being toxic and then not, not even owning up to it. And or just, the opposite. Or the denying opposite, it. Denying it and doing it even more. No, I noticed something in Dubai. I don't know if this is all in the entire region because I only worked here. Is um, I think managers don't get groomed correctly. There's more than just doing more work. There's people management and we don't. Right. I think they become uh, managers at a very young age and they're quite immature. And I've, right. And having a toxic manager is, especially in the beginning of your career, which I had, is a very, um, I don't know how to explain it. It, it, just, it just ruins you. Yes, it has, a, a, it has a very bad impact yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah, a lot of managers, we all know that, are inexperienced. I was a manager. I was inexperienced. Yeah, I'm mean, too. I, yeah, that. I, yeah. I remember yeah. those times of being inexperienced and being confused on how to resolve uh, an issue or resolve yeah. a conflict, especially with other people yeah. that's the yeah. most challenging thing is to people manage yeah but there are ways there you know you learn how to do yeah. that you take the responsibility of wanting to do that and uh, unfortunately i had managers who did not who simply yeah. did not yeah they didn't and, need to i think yeah, yeah didn't need to felt that they didn't need to yeah and i feel like uh, had i had good leaders mm. same had i had good leaders it could have curbed a lot of damage yeah um but I didn't. Yeah. Um, so how long... Wait, are you recovered? I'm still recovering, actually. It's been two years. I left two years ago, and I took time out uh, from the world, literally went off-grid, mm -hmm. just to focus my, my energy on healing my body physically, yeah. because I was addicted to medications. Um, that I had no idea I was addicted. I was accidentally, I accidentally became an addict. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because of, uh, I, I, you know, I went on certain medications when I was in Australia that they were dishing out like candy to, you know, for my anxiety. Mm. And I wasn't aware these medications they're are addictive. actually addictive. Yeah. And they're, so <laughs> they're, tu they're tough. They're tough medications. Very tough. Yeah. But it was the only medication that I, you know, that they, they were giving me at the time. Yeah. No, I, sorry, I think part of the problem, because I was on medication for a bit, I've done right. the Valiums, I've done the Zoloft, I've done all of those. Okay. They're very different, those two. Yeah, mm. yeah, diff different uh, reasons yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but I think the Valium was an interesting break from life. Like, you can just pop a half or pop a full one, whatever you fancy. Or two or three. Um, yeah. And then you're done. You're good. You're, life, you take a pause. And I, right. and I saw that as being also addictive, the ability to just stop. Yeah, I to, don't want to do this. To space yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and doing that regularly yeah. eventually slows down your brain, slows down your body, yeah. affects your muscles, affects your body movements. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then you, you depend on it mm. and you, halas, you give up. You're like mm. anything that is bothering me right now, I'm just exactly. going to pop a pill. Even the mild, like, smallest things. The smallest thing. Yeah. Becomes very easy. 
Yeah, and so that happened. Um, <laughs> so I <laughs> trauma response number two. So I lost my relationship. <laughs> yes. I left my job. I I was addicted to <laughs> to medications. Um, and then I had to go through the whole withdrawal process oh of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was. So it must have been fun. It was a great right? time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Especially when I got high blood pressure. I was like, woo, let's go. <laughs> Adulthood. Adulthood. But it shouldn't mm. be this way. No, it should have. It should not be this way. And I, you know, if if I had continued living in Australia, mm. I probably would have gone further. Yeah. You think um, so? Yeah. Would okay. have gone further legally because also if oh. an employee ends up burning out in that way mm. and then experiencing the harassment that I was experiencing, the bullying that mm. I was experiencing and the antagonism, deliberate antagonism in the office to get me to leave or whatever the hell yeah. the reasons were. Yeah, there are routes you can take for yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah so, so it took me two years to recover. Um, went off grid, focused myself on you know, healing that addiction and healing my body again and my mind did a lot of the usuals, you know, the yogas and the meditations yeah. and the, all, the breath work, all of the self-help yeah. stuff. At least I got my sleeping normal okay. again. And, uh, and yeah, just focused on that, you know, learning from my mistakes. The biggest learning was no more fucking corporate culture. Yeah. No more corporate companies ever again. I cannot anymore go into a battlefield like that it's hard it's tough and uh yeah <laughs> i shouldn't be saying this because i know some people are watching from work i'm having a hard time at work and uh i'll give you another example from another job which was also yeah. toxic so my dad passed suddenly in 2017 i'm sorry and i was his caregiver and i was in this job and uh i had a new manager come in so i had to explain to her like what i'm going through and i was i'm very aware and I was the least productive person, the least, you can't, like, you're like, why should I care about a Coca-Cola brief when my dad just passed? Right. You know, again, back to advertising agency. It was really hard to come back. And yeah. I was very aware of it. And I told her and I was terrible. I was a terrible employee. Did um, you take time off? 10 days. And then they made me pay for it. Pay for it. Because uh, non-Emiratis don't get bereavement days. So I didn't have uh, vacation oh. days or something like right. that. Okay. So I had, anyway. Anyway, so I was going to therapy. So I, I self-heal a lot. So I go to therapy. I took medication, all of that. And then I once winter, I was like, I think I'm really depressed. Yeah. And I'm really, really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been so, so, so difficult. She looks at me. Wait, sorry. It was difficult to do because to admit that okay, you're... Okay, I'm waiting for it. She's like, did you take your vitamins? I was like, bitch, <laughs> where do I start? Did you take your vitamins? Yeah. Did you take your vitamins? No. Oh, shit. Well, but, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck you for coming to work without, without taking... vitamins. Yeah. But, you know, those those shitty things take three months to work. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, do you not know that, lady? <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. So, I, I tried to do everything I could. Eventually, I saved enough money, got the fuck out. Good. Traveled yeah. Europe, traveled with my friends, uh, went to Tomorrowland, met my husband. <laughs> In Tomorrowland? Yeah. Well, tomorrow was a better day, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> but uh, but no, that was tough. It, like grief, which is I think is another topic, takes a whole other topic. Yeah. It, I don't know. It evolves, let's say. So no, we've had those, and I don't know what she was on. I think she was just not in touch with her emotions or yeah. decency. Yeah, but I think another thing that uh, hmm. leaders yeah. are they don't have the experience 
in is pe- this is again people management. Yeah, yeah. People will go through, you know, masayib, will go through deaths, will go through. Th- how do you not know as a leader not to know how to deal with an employee yeah. who's grieving? Yeah. And have any empathy. She had zero empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And she tried to push me out and I just left because I was just, again, I was the worst employee I could have been. And I'm, I know I'm a high productive um, person and I can do well, but I could because people are just numbers in yeah. co- corporations that's the yeah. thing you're dead you get an email they died shit tomorrow's yeah. tomorrow yeah. and uh, another thing against uh, this kind of arrangement this yeah. kind of environment but I'm sorry that you went through that yeah and now it's a joke let's say or just a reason not to go back you know yeah. uh, it's just but also I know it's a privilege to be to even to be able to leave it is a hundred percent, and I'm glad I had it. I'm glad you had it too. Yes, and I know some people maybe will be like, okay, I can't just leave, especially during a pandemic or whatnot. Like, I don't know what we can change, but I don't think things are okay. We shouldn't be okay with the things with status quo and corporate or any other job. It shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't, but it will. It will. No matter how many mechanisms they put into place, no matter how many rules and regulations they add, and you know, uh, what do you call it? The code of conduct yeah. and HR, yeah. you know, HR rules on how to deal with this and this and that. Unless you, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna happen. It's just gonna continue <laughs> to be like that as long as money is. Yeah. Yeah, as long as money is the center of it all, people are just numbers. But um, but like, like you said, you actually went away for you. You saved some money. Yeah. You had money. So, so I, yeah, I had an exit plan. I always will have an, you exit, had an plan. exit plan. Like I, I from the beginning of my career, I told myself like I owed it to myself. Like the moment I start waking up and regret the day or wanting to not get up is the moment I need to leave. And I shouldn't stay in a job because of that. That's the least I could do for myself. 100%. Um, and I lived by that. And okay, I moved around a lot. When it's self-harm. To stay, yes. To stay yeah. and feel that way, yeah. it's self-harm. It is. It is. Like I had a I had a colleague in one of the companies. She was sitting with me. She's like, I park and I cry. I reach to the job and I cry. <sighs> That's not fair. It's it's not right. It's it shouldn't horrible. it shouldn't be something like that. Again, we spend eight hours, ten hours, and if we're not in our waking hours here, we're thinking about it. <sighs> and you know, it's not. It should not be the the blame should not be put on the person no. suffering. No, not at all. It should not like there's this whole idea about burnout. You know, with burnout, is that it's the person you didn't step up yeah. enough. You're not doing enough. Yeah. You're not uh, feeling. You should just get over it. You should just suck it up. You should just this. You should yeah. just, no. No, it's not only the person. No, it's not it's, the per- it's not and should not be. It's not the person at no, all. Yeah. Because you know, you and I know we go into our jobs with fully motivated, yeah. fully motivated. We can see, you know, brighter days. We want to do brighter yeah. days. We know that internally, even in our behaviors, even how we, you know, how we we act in the office, and that gets killed. And sometimes in one email. <laughs> in one email, sometimes, you know, or one person. Yes. Like, why? Yes. <laughs> one phone doing? call. Like yeah. one group phone call. <laughs> Oh, God. No, but also I think um, this is where... We're going to go a bit deep. This is where your unresolved childhood trauma oh, yeah. bring, comes out. Because oh. that's where your ego and the people that we have to manage and everything comes out. And I'm like, yeah, we all have baggage, but... What are you doing to relate to your baggage? What are you doing about your baggage? Are you doing anything? Are you doing anything? Yeah. Do you even think you have any? 
Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but like offices are literally a combination of personality disorders, yeah. of PTSD, of anxiety disorders, yeah. um, of any everything that you can think of. And then we glamorize it. We call yeah. it hustle culture or uh, perfectionism yeah. or I don't know. Whatever. Fuck that. Yeah. No more hustle culture. When you're when you're when you think you're hustling and that's cool, Mm-mm. but you're almost dead. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I am you and I are more impo- our lives yeah. are more important than that. If I have to quit and let's say I don't have any savings, I always say this, and I hope I'm not saying this from a privileged place, mm. but I really really do believe if you quit, if you're at that stage and you quit, I swear to you, I swear to you, you will not sleep hungry. You will not not have a roof over your heads. And you will not not get, get through it. One way or another, you will have maybe a distant family member or you will have a call, something. 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 Someone's going to show up and bring food to you or someone's going to allow you to sleep on their couch or on their, in their extra bed, be, guest bedroom or something. You will not sleep without a roof over your head. Yeah. You will eat, you will sleep, and you will get through it one way or another. If you told me this a few years ago, I'd be like, okay. But I think um, ever since I lost dad, especially during my toughest time, I felt, and I'm going to sound so hippie right now, but deal with it. No, no, it's okay. Um, the universe, or whatever power you believe in, or whatever function, brought me people that I needed to meet. It gave me exactly what I needed. And I think that could be also a part of it. Like, if you were to leave something that doesn't serve you, that, doesn't, does, that hurts you, I think you will find, you will be open to other things, or you will start seeing other things that you must have um, didn't notice or you, your ego, you know, will allow you to reach out to the status that distant yeah. relative or be more creative. Unfortunately, it's this shitty way to do it. Yeah. But sometimes I think you have to trust in the process. Yes, you have to trust yeah. in, the, in, in life and in God and in the universe or whoever. And when you make an active decision to leave something that is abusive and yeah. harmful to you, could be a relationship, could be a job then you create space, you allow, you create space for the thing that is for you to come towards you. Otherwise, it's not going to come towards you. It's blocked. I like that you said abusive about a job, because we don't usually see it that way. We might say someone, a manager is toxic or abusive, but a job can be abusive. And if we start seeing it this way, the way we tell someone to leave someone because they're abusive to them, people should be allowed to have that conversation. Because as a person, for me, I will say something if something is not right. But I realize a lot of people don't do that. I don't understand it. Mm. I don't get it. Like, what do you mean you don't say something? Whether you're complaining about your order in a restaurant to a product that you bought on customer care or whatever it is, onto your job. But a lot of people don't take that route and I don't get it. It's a small little thing that people should do. But yeah, tell me, why candles? I mean, you said it was therapeutic, but why did you think it will turn into a business? Well, I made some from my little starter kit and it was just so easy. And, you know, I love candles. I love fragrances. I love beautiful things. So I thought, let me, yeah, let me figure this out. Uh, Let me figure out some good quality wax. What's Mm. the best out there? Um, I've already got visuals, aesthetics in my mind because, you know, inspired by living all over the place. And, uh, and let's get it. Let's, let's get testing. Yeah. And the whole process was just so enjoyable and I could really put all of my time and effort into it and not stress because yeah. I can take a nap whenever I need it. And you don't have to deal with egos 
and manage no. people and reports and all these things yeah no not at all um, and that's important to be able to you know do what I love to do take as many breaks as I need to yeah. and then go back to it again yeah back at it and that's how it came about you're a kind of living my dream because I've always glamorized uh, Etsy shop owners I was like I just want to make something and sell it make it make something and sell it I'm trying but uh, no I think I don't have the skill to I don't have coordination skills <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can make something I tried I tried it didn't work so now you hear my voice <laughs> well you this doing this is absolutely incredible and look at how much coordination this takes <laughs> so you just shot yourself in the foot so you may be doing you may know how to do more than you think you do so we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out we'll find I'll out. get you a I've got an idea now for your birthday, a kit. For what? Um, we'll, we'll find out. TBC. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. TBC. So thank you for joining. and uh, Thank you for being as honest as you could be. I know this is a tough topic. You're welcome, Razan. Thank you for also holding this space for me to talk about this because I've wanted to for a really long time. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> I'll host you again. I think we have a good vibe. Holler. Anytime. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ha, ha, ha.